What up, Doge? Your boy, Mr. Oh, yeah, Detroit's number one ambassador. Coming to you today to send a big shout out to today's sponsor, Candidly Speaking Greeting Cards. If you ain't got you one, you should have been ordered it. Go to the website, Candidly Speaking Greeting Cards. It's the site where you see greeting cards that say happy birthday, happy Mother's Day, happy Valentine's Day, but it looked like us, for us. Go check them out and tell Toya I sent you. I'll let your boy. Damn, Q. Baby, you did that. Welcome to the Oh Yeah Podcast with your boy, Mr. Oh Yeah, Detroit's number one ambassador. Appreciate you joining us for another episode of Real Stories from Real People. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. What up, though? It's your boy, Mr. Oh Yeah, coming back with another episode of the Oh Yeah Podcast. We missed y'all and wanted to come today with an inspiring, inspiring, inspiring episode. As we know, the Oh Yeah podcast is about going over journeys, primarily folks from the city of Detroit, but those from all over that truly inspire me. And today, this story um, came from an educational marketplace. I remember a time when being the mayor of Detroit was a dream of mine and possibly going into education I actually went to school to be a social studies high school teacher. So when I had the opportunity to see something inspiring in regards to education, I had to jump on it. So today, I am so blessed and thankful to have some people that I call friends and educators of our youth here in the city of Detroit. Miss Wendy, excuse me, Mrs. Wendy Lewis, Principal of Jalen Rose Academy, Mrs. Pamara Sanders, Principal over at Voyager Academy, and Mr. Damian Perry, Principal at King High School. How are you guys doing today? Blessed. That's good. Man, I like blessed. Mm -hmm. Highly favored, favored. neighbor. That's Come right. on now. All blessed in the city and in the field. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Again, I want to thank all of you for taking a little time out. To sit with Oh Yeah on the Oh Yeah podcast, it means the world to me. I know we had to do a little rescheduling, mm -hmm. but your patience was great, as I believe this is a story that just needed to be told, okay? Yeah. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And this is what made the story so inspiring to me. We are now in the season of where they're celebrating the Detroit Choice Awards. Shout out to Mr. Dave uh, Bishop for putting that together. I think it's going into its third year of celebrating leaders throughout the city of Detroit. And they celebrate your favorite principal. And it was about 10 to 12 names on this list 18. of favorite principals. 18, excuse me. 18. Boy, you know you were the principal. They're going to get them records together. You hear me? <laughs> Gracias, senorita. But 18 names on this list. And as I was looking at it, I said, damn, that's a friend of mine. Damn, that's a friend of mine. Boy, look at him out here, not just working, but being acknowledged and respected for the work. So I first got to ask, when you guys, excuse me, all three of them names are on that list of how many again? 18. All right, simple math again. Come on. <laughs> how did you guys feel when you guys saw your name on the list to be acknowledged for the Detroit Choice Awards? I was surprised, I, you know, I still don't know how I got on the list, um, though I do believe it is deserving. I was surprised, I, you know, so that's how I felt. Um, I was not surprised about the list. I was surprised about the nomination. Um, I honestly found out by about 10 students. Um, one Monday they came and they're like, Mrs. Sanders, we nominated you. Did you see us tagging you? We were tagging you on social media. I said, I did see that. Um, but then I was contacted in my social media page to let me know that I would be on the list. But um, it's rewarding simply because the high schoolers did it. Okay. I think for me, that's the most important thing that um, to have students and families recognize uh, the work that we as leaders put in every single day. Uh, so often I think we, we have our head down focused on supporting others, focused on uh, supporting families, supporting kids, supporting teachers, uh, supporting the community, we don't often get a chance to celebrate ourselves. Come on now. So to be able to have, you know, uh, students recommend, families recommend uh, for the things that you take and we take for granted by just us serving is just a humbling experience. So 
for me, um, it was just amazing to to see that work recognized yeah. and for people to be able to sort of step out and see and say, uh, we appreciate what you're doing uh, within our respective school. That's what's up. And this wasn't your first time to be on the list for that, correct? No. So um, fortunate that when I was principal at Southeastern to get that nomination as well as to get it at Mumford. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so, so it's uh, the person. Uh, no, no. It's the supporting person. <laughs> that, that make, no, no. It, that, they make that, uh, that happen. But uh, it's just an honor to, 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 to be recognized and then to be able to fellowship with uh, like-minded leaders, you know what I mean? Go. Because we know, uh, based upon the recommendations, that these are persons that care, that are engaged, that are focused on making our kids better through Come education. On. Come so, on, we need yeah. that, we yeah. need that. And you were also nominated for more than just Principal <laughs> of the Year, is that not right? I was, now that was a complete shock. That one was definitely like a wow moment. Um, I was nominated for a motivational speaker, which is something that is new um, within my journey okay. and my life. Um, my business is passionately living and part of that is keynote speaking. And so motivational speaking is a part of that. And so I was definitely surprised as well as honored to be nominated for that category as well. There we go. Shout out to AKA Passionately Living, right? Hey. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> but the other part of this story that was so inspiring to me that I feel like is now uh, the right time to introduce where are we at? We are at 3200 East Lafayette, mm -hmm. King High School. And as again, as I looked at the list, I'm like, those are my friends. Those are people that I respect. But more importantly, these are people that are graduates of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Senior High School. Absolutely. And I feel like for anybody listening, you need to understand that there were no other high schools that had as many alumni on the okay. list. It was King representing <laughs> on there. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that just could not be overlooked, which inspired the call uh, to know that, uh, I don't know, uh, legacy, number sure. one, uh, but we breed some superstars, don't mm -hmm. we? That's right. Come on now. That's right. What y'all thought about that? Or did y'all <laughs> recognize that it was other King graduates on the list initially? Or was it, oh yeah, it's called? No, I think we knew we were tagged in a post. Right. Um, so Erica Cheatham actually is a friend. Um, we went to elementary, middle school, high school, and college together. So okay. shout out to Erica Cheatham. And okay. she actually Cheatham. tagged all three of us in a post, I think, yeah. the day that the nominations were out, saying that we were all King alumni. Oh, that's what's uh -huh. up. Yeah. That's what's up. Shout out to Erica Cheatham. I don't know you, but I'm glad you recognized it, too. You feel me? Class of 2000. Okay. Give her all the love. I like that. What about you? That's how I knew. Okay. Um, that's how I found out about it, you yeah. know. So I was like, oh, okay, that's dope, you know, mm -hmm. for all of us to be there and you to be recognized and nominated as well. So, oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, the OEM podcast. The OEM podcast. <laughs> I hope y'all got y'all votes out there. That's right. That has concluded now. Right. But, um, I guess that was the other part. You're pretty good at this transition stuff. Man. <laughs> you know, <But>, you know, <laughs> know that uh, hopefully, um, one of the three of you will actually get the award. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, just to be nominated, I would assume was a great deal. Would you yeah. guys not agree? I think you all said, because this is not just something you do, but like you really like being a principal, right? Right, yeah. absolutely. It's an honor whether we're, we make it to the final three mm -hmm. or the final one, it's an honor mm -hmm. for That's sure. That's what's up, that's what's up. Well, I think this is a good time to really ask what got y'all into education? Like, what was it that really said, you know, I'm gonna take this walk, because if you give me a second, I'm gonna throw out some stats like they do in sports, okay. right? <laughs> Wendy, graduate of MSU? Correct. Right? Twice. Twice. Correct. Bachelor's and master's, Correct. right? Correct. And we working on a doctorate as well, Correct. right? Lamar, yes. Tennessee State University? Absolutely. Wayne State University? Two times from Wayne State. Come on. <laughs> and working on a doctorate as well from Madonna, right? Absolutely. Uh, Alabama State? Yeah, Alabama. No, Alabama A&M. Come on, I'll get it right. Uh, Not yeah, the Alabama, no, right? Alabama A&M. Uh, then did my master's, uh, two master's at Mary Grove, uh, air specialist uh, at uh, Oakland University. And now seeking PhD as well. Come on, Let's I go. feel like our kids, you know, those who are coming through the ranks need to hear that, mm -hmm. right? But what inspired that walk? Cause that ain't no easy journey, right? 
I, I always wanted to be an educator. So, yeah, I knew from childhood that I wanted to be a teacher, specifically. And so I went to Michigan State to be a teacher, an English teacher. Okay. Which is what I did for 14 years. Mm. And I actually loved being in the classroom. So it was kind of hard for me to transition out of the classroom to be a leader. So I stayed in the classroom much longer than teachers today stay okay. in the classroom, I would say. Um, and then I transitioned to, you know, a teacher leader, like a department leader, and then a um, grade level leader. Then I went to an instructional coach, an assistant principal. Yeah. And so it was a... Um, it was a climb, you know what yeah. I mean? It was a climb, but I've always been an educator. I never did anything else. So I've been in this 22 years now. So this is all that I ever wanted to do. So in my research, I saw that. Mm -hmm. And I was quite um, perplexed <laughs> by that. Said your dream job was to be a principal? So I, I, to be transparent, I don't know if I ever wanted to be a principal. Okay. I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. I admire my teachers. I respected my teachers. I loved my teachers. Like, my teachers helped me to become the person that I am today. So Ooh. I knew for sure that I wanted to be a teacher. But when I was asked by another leader, like, yeah. Wendy, it's time for you to, you know, want to step out. And I was like, oh, no, I want to be with the kids. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. And so I think um, when I got to the other side, I started you know, being in teacher leadership roles where I felt like, oh, okay, I can still impact scholars and be a leader, yeah. then that's when I knew, okay, I can make the transition and it will be one that, you know, I'll be happy with. I can do this. Yes. Now, I was perplexed because uh, not just myself, but super producer cues behind okay, everything so here are also graduates of KC. Mm -hmm. And ninth grade specifically, <laughs> Uh -huh. Wendy and I uh -huh. had every hour together. Yes. Every class together. Mm -hmm. So for at least a year, every day mm -hmm. we were together. Right. Class to class. Uh -huh. You never told me you wanted to be a teacher. Why didn't you never told me what you wanted to do either. And I'm sure in ninth grade my behavior also did not. <laughs> oh, wow. Like wow. That I wanted to wow. be an educator is the main thing. <laughs> okay. Right? I wasn't going to go there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I, you know, that's what I always wanted to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that. I, that. That was a part of the story that was uh, fascinating for me. But yeah. what was it for you, Pamar? What got you into this educational field? So there are a lot of similarities, um, as Wendy stated. Um, education is the only field that I've worked in. This is my 18th year. Um, I've always been, I've always had a love for children. Um, so I was the babysitter for friends and family. Mm. I was, you know, for the church. I was always babysitting, even traveling with families. Um, and I knew early on that I wanted to um, be an educator. And so when I went to Tennessee State University, I studied education. And I was actually offered multiple jobs to stay in Nashville, Tennessee, but I wanted to come back home. Come on, I man. wanted to give back to the city that poured so much into me. And so with this being my 18th year and the only thing that I've done, I've also um, worked in public, private, and charter. Mm -hmm. And so I have that experience as well. 10 years as a classroom teacher. Yeah. And so um, the ironic part of that is that all of my teaching was in the either early childhood education or elementary. Okay. And now I'm serving as a high school principal. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the... Um, the oxymoron there, that's the uh, the catch, but I love it. Um, this is my fifth year serving in the role. I've been an assistant principal, I've been dean of instruction, I've been a Title I coordinator, um, instructional coach, yeah. and the same. Um, my very first year leaving the classroom, I called my former principal and I'm like, um, hey, I wanna come back. Like, I love the kids, <laughs> yeah. I miss the kids. And she's like, you can come back. Yeah. And so I did the very next year. Um, I didn't want to leave the setting that I had decided to join that year. Okay. But the very next year I went back and that was my final year as a fifth grade teacher. And then from then I've been in um, leadership roles. Okay. But um, I love what I do. I love the kids. That's what's up. Put some respect on that. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. What got you in the world? So, Especially as uh, a male in this field, man. My mom was a uh, teacher within the district for 36 years. Mm -hmm. My aunt served uh, the district 29 years. Um, my aunts are all teachers. So for me, um, that's something I've always been interested in. Um, even, you know, coming up, you know, being uh, vacation Bible school and, you know, being the gym teacher for vacation Bible school and then having the pleasure of working for Alberta Tinsley Talabi and Mac Alive and Come being over uh, her educational programs. Um, that's just something I've just always wanted to do. 
based upon uh, the power of education really to change people's uh, perceptions, lives, and experiences. Okay. Uh, if you're able to educate someone and really show them the way not only allows them to survive, but also al allows generations behind them to be successful as well. So for me, it was just always a calling that I wanted to sort of do um, and really had no idea all of my experiences were really going to culminate in really coming back home right here to King. So it's, it's been a very, very eclectic as well as interesting journey, but I think it was one that built upon one another. So each experience was necessary and needed for me to be able to see those high points, midpoints, as well as low points, yeah. because all of them were teaching experiences and learning experiences for me that allowed me to sort of shape my perceptions and really shape how I deal with persons uh, in a way that really is about being humble, being respectful, um, and really trying to have a ear and listening. Come on. Now. So all of those things were very, very helpful in, in helping me to be able to do that. Uh, man, I see it all over you, brother. Yeah. I, I yeah. see it's got to be an impact on the kids as well. You know, I got a personal relationship with that. We'll yeah. get to that a little yeah. later. Okay. But your story is a little different too, though, mm -hmm. or unique, so to speak, mm -hmm. because uh, not only are you a graduate here of mm -hmm. King High School, you, you play football, you're an athlete mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think in terms of tenure, you're the longest standing principal in this mm -hmm. group, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Mumford mm -hmm. and now King. Mm -hmm. My question is, what is it like to, as you say, bring it back home, right? You know, yep. to, to be a student here and now to have the opportunity to be the principal at the school you graduated from. Yeah, so I guess for me, um, it's a heavier burden. Come on. Um, it, it's one, uh, quite honestly, uh, when I when the initial kind of conversation happened, it was no. Uh, and it was, it was no based on um, I knew the role that I would have to play, um, but I did think where we are as a school, people had to know from where we came from in order to begin to build where we are going. And when I say come from, I'm even referring to the legacy that persons that graduated from Eastern High School have laid for us. Um, King in the 70s and 80s, quite honestly, when King did not have a strong academic pedigree and did not have, um, you know, the best reputation. And then, you know, late 80s and 90s with the uh, late 80s with the addition of MSAT CISC and yeah and uh, now where we're trying to rebuild and we are rebuilding and have rebuilt our programs. So I thought it was really important uh, for at this time uh, for me to be here as leader, to be able to speak to our students, to be able to show the lineage of where they come from. And I really think that has been important in all the schools. Southeastern was founded over a hundred plus years ago. Okay. You had doctors, lawyers, mayors, and for persons to be able to see Southeastern and understand what it is to be a jungleer yeah. and really understand that they have a phenomenal legacy. And what you see right now is not what it was, but also the greater Southeastern can be. Yeah. Same thing with Mumford. You know, you had to change from literally Mumford, similar to Southeastern, had an all white uh, graduating class. Wow. And, and now for it to be all African-American, uh, really helping persons understand. You had people like Jerry Bruckheimer, um, a graduate of Mumford. You had uh, um, multiple persons, athletes. You had the Clark sisters. You had the Winans. You had the bishops, Bishop um, Bishop Winans. You have uh, Ellis. Bishop Ellis. You have uh, Bishop, uh, my good uh, friend over at um, mm -mm, off of Six Mile. I don't know why I can't think of his church now. But you have all of these leaders that came out of Mumford, and I don't think our kids really understand the lineage. Okay. And even now, for King, our le legacy is not just about football. Yeah. Yes, we have a phenomenal football team. We have a phenomenal athletic program. Uh, but King is so much more than that. So I think our kids really need to understand the lineage for, um, from which they come from. And I think that this was a time for me yeah. uh, to sort of be here and be able to help direct that portion 
uh, to be able to make the connection to the past and really to what we'll be in the future. That's what's up, man. We got the right mm -hmm. person in the right spot for that. Thank I you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. And, and you're also a spiritual leader as well, right? Because we I heard am. all that come I out of you just I now. Am. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> we appreciate that, Thank man. You. And I, I, I will have to admit, I think it's perfect time. Shout out to my daddy, who is an Eastern graduate, oh, myself, oh, wow. and my son, who I'm trying to keep him together to get back on up in here mm -hmm. because I, you're right, that lineage is important. Uh, and we breed some superstars, mm -hmm. right? Uh, which we see in all of you. Uh, but you all have been acknowledged in, in certain ways. Uh, even in, now in your field, you say within five years over in the charter sector? Is that correct? I as have a been leader? principal. I've been serving as principal for five years of Voyager College Preparatory High School. Right. Voyager Academy is the K-8, so I do want to separate that. Okay. Because there's another leader who was once up under me who I have recommended to now lead. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you've already been acknowledged as leader of the year over there as well at once upon a time. Oh, that was my first year as Come principal. On, Absolutely. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, so that one was a surprise. Um, my superintendent recognized me along with the other leaders um, of the school. I was hired in as principal, um, and I didn't apply for it. I was actually leaving okay. because I was a part of the EAA, the Education Achievement Authority, um, for all five years of its existence. And so I had an opportunity to go back to DPSCD at the end of that term, but when I was offered an opportunity to go to high school, mm -hmm. I jumped on it because all of my prior years were K-8. And so whenever there is a transition in school leaders, you will have a transition in faculty and staff. Yeah. And so they decided to let go of the previous principal and um, they hadn't named a principal yet. They weren't sure. Right. And so I was very clear that I was seeking other opportunities. Yeah. And my superintendent came in and had a conversation with me. And he's like, well, I want you to be principal. And I'm like, huh? I didn't apply for this. I never right. said I wanted right. to be principal. But I went ahead and weighed my pros and my cons, had a conversation with my husband, who's also in leadership and education. Okay. And um, I decided to take the position. But upon taking that, I was... Um, given the opportunity to hire over 85% of my faculty mm. um, and staff, which was a great thing. Yeah. And so um, teacher retention has also been a bonus um, throughout my tenure. And so I believe that my superintendent um, recognized me because of that. First year principal, hiring over 85% of your staff on your own um, and loving what you do. It's, it's on, a man. lot that comes with it, but um, you know that you love it by your actions and your deeds. And you, you live by that, right? Absolutely. We might as well jump right into that <laughs> because you're also creator, right? Of passionately living, passionately educating, right? Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. So passionately living is um, my business name and it is a brand that um, I created to inspire the world to live passionately every day. And so that's by any means necessary. Of course, I am a passionate educator and that is what my shirt says, but I believe that there are so many passionate individuals who can inspire other individuals. Yeah. So you are a passionate podcast creator. <laughs> and so you are inspiring other, you know, your son oh. is a passionate student. Yeah. And so he will inspire individuals by his um, dedication and tenacity with things that he does throughout his life. And so that is the goal of passionately living. Um, and there are multiple entities within the brand itself. I heard. <laughs> professional development, right? Absolutely. I do. Yeah, some professional development, some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah. I have a contract with a few organizations and I provide um, leadership support to other school leaders throughout oh, the city. Okay, that's what's up. You want to keep it on the low or you want to Shout them out too. We'll come back to it. Don't we'll come back. We'll come no back. No problem. Wendy, I think your walk is quite unique as well because you are the leader of Jalen Rose Academy. Um, with everyone knows who Jalen Rose is, uh, a, a huge leader within the city of Detroit as well. Um, and him starting the school, you were the first principal of the school and only principal, correct? No. No. Okay, no. break that down for me because so sometimes my research started in 2011. Yeah. I've been the principal for the last six years. Okay. So there were principals before me, but I am the longest, longest standing principal at JR11. Thank you for getting me together. No problem. I'll tap in with my son, the researcher. <laughs> and say, yeah, no problem. Man. Uh -huh. But what has that walk been like for you? Um, I do think it's unique. It is very unique because. 
you know, um, I think that world talked about the legacies that the schools have and most of those schools that are named for entities that no longer exist. Mm. Right, so Jalen Rose is the founder of our school and he's still a living, breathing, That's right. very, That's you know, prominent figure in yeah. the city, but also just in the country, you know, yeah. in sports and just for African-Americans and um, the city ambassador really, you know, in a lot of ways. And so uh, for our school in particular, it is, you know, the legacy of him giving back to the city and through education, yeah. but also, um, you know, he is a, a figurehead. And yeah. so a lot of things come with, you know, leading that school. Yeah. Um, and still having to be held accountable to the person who founded the school. Correct. So, yeah. I, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. And I, I haven't had the pleasure of actually walking the halls of Voyager, but here at King, as well as Jalen Rose, the kids respect you. You don't play around there. Huh? Can't play. Can't play. <laughs> this is Louis. Can't play. So, and it's something that you, you've said over and over that I've heard. Mm -hmm. Core values, right? Core values. Break that down for me. So, our core values are family, respect, excellence, and determination. And we live those values. We reward mm. our scholars. We reward our staff by those values. We align our annual events to those values. You know, everything we do is founded in our mission, but also in our values. And yeah. so, um, it's it's... Coming to JRLA was unique to me because there are things that you learn about the school that you just, I, as an educator, but also as a student, never knew about other schools, right? I knew, never knew the school's mission, you know what I mean? I never knew um, the Scholar Code of Conduct or, you know, how it helped to impact how the school actually was governed and yeah. how people lived by those, you know, tenants that are written in there. So, uh, for me, I had to learn every facet of the school to be, I think, an effective leader, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, and to have the team that I've had at Jalen Rose. And it's obviously working, mm -hmm. and not only Jalen Rose taking shots, you taking shots, but you also had a son. That is correct. Taking shots at Jalen Rose Academy. That's what was that correct. like? So for uh, four of my six years, my son was a student there as well. So. Um, for me, I also think that was a great perspective to have, right, to be the principal, but also to be a parent because mm -hmm. you have impact on that experience for scholars and for families because yeah. I knew what it felt like, right, to be a parent, to have goals for my scholar, to yeah. have goals for um, other scholars who were, you know, in the building at that time to know what it felt like to be a parent, to have to pay senior dues, you know, oh, all of the things, you know what I mean, to want my son to have a great um, experience in the building, not only as a senior, but ninth through 12th grade to want to set him up to live our mission. And our mission is nine through 16 model. So we're not finished with our scholars when they graduate from high school. We continue on with them throughout their post-secondary pursuits as well. And so I wanted that for my son yeah. as well. So every aspect of our school, I've lived it, you know what I mean? And experienced it. Um, and I think that every year we get better because of of that perspective. Doubling down on Doubling it. Doubling down on it. Come on now. <laughs> and he can be able to take full advantage of it. If I'm not mistaken, he's not the uh, the, the the leading scorer he in history. He is the all-time leading scorer at Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. Put some respect on that boy name. Yes, Go ahead. Yes. Um, he scored over a thousand points as a basketball player at our school and you know has gone on to college and is playing basketball and, and at Northwood University so yes proud of my son you yeah. should be you I know. see the smile That's look right. at that glow <laughs> That's right. you've also been acknowledged for this work and I think that can't just be overlooked as you're right that is a different level of love and pressure when it comes down to the creator still being you know, such a prominent figure. Absolutely. Uh, but you just recently got acknowledged for something. Is that not correct? Correct. Ty Hopkins, right? Correct. Why don't yes. you talk to us about that? So I was uh, recognized as the educator of, uh, I guess, his inaugural educator award, and it was called the Lean On Me Award. You know, mm. me like the movie, okay. right? Like, Come on. You know, get the chains off them dogs. That's Joe right. Clark. Joe Clark. Get the chains <laughs> off them dogs. See, I think the educators fight a fight. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's real. It is a fight of passion, you know, of sacrifice, of dedication, and educators are unsung heroes, you know. None of us would be who we are today without 
a teacher and teachers and principals who've invested, you know, in, in you and in your development and, you know, in the advancement of your life tra trajectory. So I think that to be recognized as an educator, it was, you know, great to definitely be honored for the work that I do. Yeah. But I, I definitely felt like I stood there and received that award for all of us, right? Okay. For every principal, for every teacher um, across the country, across the world, but especially in the city of Detroit where I was born and raised and, you know, had it not been for my teachers, I wouldn't be who I am today. So, we're gonna get so to that. Up. We're gonna get to that. We got a special guest here today. So we're gonna Come get on, to that. Come on. Come on. That boy, oh yeah, be working. Boy. Let me tell you, man. Let me I tell want you. Listen. Um, but this is the part of the Oh Yeah podcast where I feel it's fitting to talk about the journey moment, mm -hmm. right? You all have been honored and respected for the work that you're doing. Um but it didn't just happen, right? right? And I hope that's what we we set the foundation of is that it took some work, it took some, you know, trials, some tribulations, some hard work to really get to say, you know, I got these degrees, I got this position, uh, and I'm sure you guys have remembered those good days and bad days, right? Mm -hmm. How does it feel to be in this position that you are in right now, in this moment, right? To know that you are leaders, not just uh, of students, but your community right um, and, and really making a mark um, you know in the city of Detroit like how does that feel right now for all of you I guess for me um, and, I, and I would think for for this great panel as well it's just a heavy load of responsibility come on man um, you know so one of the things I guess for me I've always attempted um, I've had the opportunity of all almost uh, living in every area that I led. So when I was in Southeastern, I lived in Harbortown. So I made sure when I went to the grocery stores, um, I went to the ones in the neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, for kids to be able to interact and you be able to be, be able to say to kids, you know what I had, you know, I picked up something from that Coney Island or I went to this uh, party store, I went here, I went there. Kids need to know that connection. But I also do that because I need, and I think we need to interact with the communities in which we serve. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's important when I was at Mumford for kids to know that, you know, I live down the street from the school. Yeah. And for them, you know, for us to be able to have those conversations about some of the things that are happening negatively and positively in the neighborhood. Um, it's, a, it's a burden when you wear King paraphernalia and you have someone that graduated from Eastern or someone that used to play football or someone that was connected to King um, in, in mul multiple ways, either yeah. you know, a family member that graduated, they graduated, and for them to be able to sort of look you know, at a point of pride of you yeah. to be able to see you in a leadership position and be able to sort of you know, um, be proud of the work uh, that, that you're doing. So it, it's, it's a awesome, uh, uh, level of um, burden in a good way Come on. Uh, as well as it's really about uh, for me um, having that spiritual uh, level of uh, stewardship that God gives you uh, when you're given leadership you know so uh, knowing that not you know when you go places go out of town go here go there go to the movies you're not only representing yourself, you're representing this school or the school that you lead. You're representing the district. Uh, so it is just a awesome level of responsibility that I'm fortunate uh, and blessed to be able to have. But it's something that we as leaders wear every single day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because once again, people, you know, once that's the principle, of, that's the first thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, that's Damien, that's where, no, that's the principle of such right. and such. So uh, you always have to be cognizant. You always have to be aware. You always have to be very protective of your words. So be very protective of where you go, yeah. very protective of who you interact with, very protective of the way you handle your personal business. Mm -hmm. Because all of those things become reflections of the school and a reflection of the institution. So it's a level of responsibility uh, as well as a level of stewardship that's not only, more importantly, I think, even bigger than Dr. Vitti uh, as, as my superintendent, yeah. even bigger uh, than, you know, very specifically the district and our phenomenal board of education, 
but more importantly, it's a level of stewardship given by God. There you go. Because at the end of the day, God has given us stewardship and the responsibility to shape the minds of young men and women. Man. Uh, so, you know, um, uh, so, uh, you know, touch not my anointed. Now that mm -hmm. verse very specifically speaks to preachers and um, prophets and that type of thing. But also Christ talked about caring for the littlest uh, amongst us, which are children. So we just have an awesome responsibility. Uh, and I think uh, it is a is more than the education. It is more about that spiritual level of responsibility that we have because we were able to impact so many love layers of our students and families' lives. That's what's up. Yeah. Service. We see it all over, yeah. yeah. brother. Yeah. That's what's up, man. We appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. How does it feel uh, for you? So for me, um, I always say that I am in education by a calling. Um, I believe that I was called into the K-12 education. Um, you know, I've already said that I couldn't imagine doing anything else, but I remember being a classroom teacher, um, a second grade teacher and a student saying, Miss English, I wasn't married at the time. She said, Miss English, you teach us about the teachings of Jesus because I was at a Christian private school. Yeah. She said, but it's like, you're the same way that you teach us mm -hmm. and she said you forgive us if we do something bad you you're not mad the next day and I said absolutely every day is a fresh start um, I've had high school students say Miss Sanders I can tell you go to church I said well great <laughs> you know um, we know that they shall know who we are by our love and mm -hmm. I definitely love students I love my faculty and my staff um, I was surprised to be honored and recognized for Black History Month by, um, at my church. Oh, yeah, and, um, you know, I, ne I didn't know any of it. Only my, my parents knew, my husband knew, and so they reached out and made sure that friends and family were there, but not only were friends and family there, but my superintendent came. Oh. And I didn't even know, and they're like, um, Pamara, your superintendent is up in the balcony. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. you know? But I believe that um, he supports me because he knows that I am genuinely um, invested in the work that I do as a school leader. And I agree that everyone is always watching, everyone is always you know, reminding you who you are. Um, but you have to be relatable. The students know that I love them. I was coming out of the office yesterday and two young ladies came in, 10th graders, and they're like, Miss Sanders, east side or west side? And I'm like, west side, you know? <laughs> and they like, hey, we told you. Yeah. You know, even though I graduated from King, yeah. um, but I can't rep the east side. I'm a right. west sider, yeah. you know? Um, I could have went to Cooley. Okay. Or Renaissance, yeah. but um, I decided to, to come all the way to King. So uh, I agree, the work that we do, it is heavy, yeah. but it is rewarding. It is rewarding at the same time. Such a great decision. I'm so glad you didn't do Cooley or Renaissance. That's a <laughs> oh, my daddy episode. went to Cooley, though. <laughs> what about you, Mrs. Lewis? Um, it definitely is a responsibility, but I think for me, I just feel tied to the city. You know, mm. so for a small uh, portion of my career, I moved to Las Vegas. Okay. And um, I just did not feel connected. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel connected to the people. I didn't feel... Um, connected to the school where I was um, and it was I worked in a wealthy school and that just didn't speak to my heart you know what I mean I felt like I needed to get back to the city where I knew the path that those kids had taken right um, and where I could relate to the area where you know my scholars would be yeah. you know traveling to and from school and so for me especially at JRLA I feel very much connected to the community. My, my yeah. grandmother owns a house three blocks away from the school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just feel that it is such a responsibility for talent yeah. to stay in Detroit and to help invest in the scholars in the city of Detroit because if we don't do it, who will do it? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, education has shifted so much yeah. since. Um, since we were even in high school, right? Yeah. Um, and I know we still feel young, but you know, it's just, it's a completely different day and time and everything that, you know, we were taught is different. You yeah. know what I mean? Everything that we knew um, about school is different. You yeah. know what I mean? And so 
Um, I just think that it's important for us to continue to grow, for us to continue to build, for us to continue to invest. Yeah. Um, because we see the way of the world. We see what happens on the news. You know what I mean? And I think that for educators and educators understand this, that you have to really love the community and you have to really love the scholars that you serve in order yeah. to do justice, right? In order for them to take anything away from their experience. And you have to love them. And my, my staff and my scholars laughing. And my favorite phrase at work is be blessed. Because okay. I really want them to be blessed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there are times where you have to discipline a scholar, you know what I mean? Or you have to um, correct them in some way. And when I'm all said and done, I tell them be blessed. Yeah. Because that is really what I want for you. You right. know what I mean? I want for everything um, surrounding this experience to be one that is uplifting, one that is, you know, um, nurturing to your whole person yeah. and not just academically but really you know I want you to be well in all that you are doing be so, blessed, be blessed. Mm -hmm. and so um, I think that the commitment to the city has kept me there I think that the responsibility of just being a leader again of Jalen Rose Leadership Academy is a different layer of responsibility mm -hmm. um, and, and trust right that um, the stakeholders around our school investors in our school have you know um, believed in me and um you know because of that that's the reason why i do what i do that's what's up yeah. i am confident that we got the right people in the right positions at the right place at the right time mm -hmm. and i think all of you have said it to have that level of stewardship uh but to be relatable as well yeah. right mm -hmm. um all of you i see on social media mm -hmm. Polo to Don over here, one of the flyest right. principals out here. <laughs> you know, model <laughs> status over here with the both of you. Right. You know what I mean? But to know that you were tagged by your students, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys have that level of relationship with them um, and, and being understanding to their walk. Mm -hmm. I felt it was very important for them to hear that love. Because mm -hmm. hopefully one day you're able to share that you're on this platform and they were able to see your passion from it. Y'all almost bringing Mr. Oh yeah to tears over here, man. <laughs> it's supposed to be the other way around. But with that being said, I want to speak legacy, mm -hmm. right? Um, when I saw all three of your names on that Detroit Choice Awards and I was rooting for all of y'all and, you know, happy that I can go in and vote for everybody, right. just go back in there, I saw something else hit me. Graduate 94, graduate 97, graduate of 2000. And when we come back from this short little break, I want to speak about the legacy and what you guys are carrying on. So if we uh, just give a little moment for that, all right? <laughs> and we'll be back to the Oh Yeah Podcast. What up, though? It's your boy, Mr. Oh Yeah. Just come to remind you about Wednesday Night Live from All Industry Connect at Floods Bar and Grill each and every Wednesday. If you ain't been there, you should get there. And April 5th, we starting off a new karaoke session with the Karaoke Kings. Make sure you come check us out each and every Wednesday at Floods Bar and Grill with your boy, Mr. Oyer, and Liquor God Dwayne, and of course, DJ Cuts. Gonna be cutting it up. I'll let your boy. As y'all see my guest, <coughs> is in the back here, Dr. Beverly Gray. Oh Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. What up, though? Welcome back to the Oh Yeah podcast. Uh, as we are discussing the journeys of three great leaders here in the city of Detroit, all alum of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Senior High School. And before the break, we wanted to talk on legacy, and which brings in someone that we all love, uh, who I am blessed to say is my family as well. Uh, the legendary, illustrious Dr. Beverly Gray, who served <laughs> as the principal and leader of this fine institution for how long again? 11 years. Ooh. Man, oh man. And when we were looking at the Detroit Choice Awards, I went, again, it was three levels. Number one, all of them were my friends. 
All of them were people that I respected. All of them were King graduates. But the third one for me that just sealed the deal were all came through the ranks of Dr. Beverly Gray. Mm -hmm. And I had to have her here as we were blessed where uh, Principal Perry would let us sit here at King Hallways. Um, but I wanted to get your take <laughs> on seeing these three students coming from your world to now being leaders of the city of Detroit okay. and the principal status. That's what you call peacock proud. Mm -hmm. Come on now. <laughs> I can't tell you how blessed I am to have had them as my students yeah. and then to be able to see them following an education yeah. pathway. Um, I talk to them often, not Wendy as mm -hmm. much, but I talk to Ms. Sanders and I talk to Principal Perry on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure he's keeping that legacy of King High School on, being what mm -hmm. it should be and he's doing a wonderful job, mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. That's great, man. Mm -hmm. We love to hear that. I'm glad to know that you keep in touch with him as well. Um, Maybe if we could touch on that legacy a little bit. What, you know, King really stood for, stuff, you know, uh, what maybe you had to go through with making sure that legacy, okay. <laughs> the look on your face <laughs> says it all right there. Well, I came to King in 89 as the assistant principal and became principal in 93, I believe, okay. and stayed here until 2000 as the principal and then moved on downtown. But during that time, we were crusaders for excellence. And that says it all. I heard them earlier talk about vision and mission. But we're crusaders for excellence. And so no matter what they do, they do it with a sense of excellency. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important. They know that there's a Christian background in it and that in order to be good, you got to get up every morning mm. thanking God that you got up and that you have somewhere to go and that you can share your expertise with them. Although they are not in the classroom teaching every day, leadership makes a difference in the staff that they have, in the students seeing them, in the respect that their students have for them. And I'm sure they understand that if something is going good with them, their students know it. But if something is not going good, their students know that too. Yeah. And so that's the part about legacy. It is making sure that they continue to instill in all of the students, as well as the parents, what it means to be crusaders for excellence. And they carried that legacy on to Jalen Rose or Voyager or still here at King High School. Man, I love that. <laughs> now, again, because you said it, I'm going to have to tell my story. Okay. Because okay? <laughs> I remember walking these halls of King High. And I remember one of them days where I was going to be, you know, extra cool and slick and skip on out because I want to go get me something to eat or something like that, right? But I couldn't get back in. I couldn't find the right door to come back in. Now, keep in mind, I said, Dr. Gray, it's my family, okay? That meant nothing. And I could only find the one door, which was the main door, the main door. to get door. back in right by the office. And somebody saw me walking back in and said, Huey, what class you supposed to be at? Where are you supposed to be? And I didn't know what time it was. <laughs> I didn't know, I had no clue where I was supposed to be. So as you say, to continue putting into us, right, of excellence and legacy, that was a huge deal for you as well. Absolutely. Dealing with knucklehead family as well, huh? Yes, and I had cousins here, but I also had my children <laughs> that's right. here. Uh -huh. that's and that right. makes a difference. But not only did I have my children here, many of my staff had their children here. And that helps because if they think the school is good enough for their child, mm -hmm. then you know it's good enough for somebody else's mm -hmm. child. And they're going to make sure that each teacher that their child has right. is doing what they're supposed to yeah. be doing. That's right. It'll be to talk about, oh, we watching this today. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> this is the assignment for this day, right. and we're preparing you for the next step in your life. And so. Legacy is important. It is very mm -hmm. important. Shout out to old cuz Roria and Crystal. Right. Especially Crystal for making sure Dr. Gray made it here. Um, I think this is a good time to just speak about, I guess, what's next for all three of you. And, you know, most importantly, what's needed at King in terms of that legacy and carrying on 
there's great foundation and history, you know, uh, and from alumni support. Um, so I, I, I think, first of all, um, I, I, I cannot say enough um, how important my relationship with Dr. Gray has really been and meant to me and bigger than King High School. So uh, every step of my career at DPS, CD, <coughs> Dr. Gray has been involved. Come on. At Southeastern, introducing me uh, to Ms. Gatlin, the famous Brenda Gatlin. Uh, and you have someone like Dr. Gray vouching for you um, to be able to say, I know this young man, he was my student. Let me give you her phone number. Uh, Brenda, take care of him. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, uh, he's invested in our community. Uh, at Mumford, my lowest moment as principal to lose a student. Mm -hmm. And the first person I called, really before I called my mom, I called Dr. Gray mm. from the parking lot of the emergency room as they were attempting to revive that young man mm. and to have Dr. Gray's advice mm. very specifically and, and checking on me and uh, all of those great things uh, for this moment at King. And once again, um, uh, was not a moment at King to accept a leadership position. Once I said no. I was happy at Mumford High School uh, and for me to seek Dr. Gray's advice. So I'm just thanking her um, for it. There'll be moments I'll call her uh, out of the blue. Uh, I'll be going and unlocking a door in the auditorium and to say to myself, this is the door that Dr. Gray unlocked. Come on, man. And to be able to, I'm standing in the auditorium. I remember something you said to me. So uh, the connection, um, and that transitions right to what you were saying. The alumni connection is so important. It's so important for us as King Crusaders, not just to come to a football game, not just to come to a basketball game, uh, but to come support our students and really ask the questions, what is needed to support, to ensure that our students that are currently here have the same experience and the same connection and the same uh, feelings of nostalgia and excitement and all those things we experience is based upon us pouring back into uh, this current generation of crusaders that are here. Yeah. Um, it's so important for us, alum, uh, for us as alum to do that. I also will say, Dr. Gray touched on it as well, um, being able to trust your student being back home at King High School. Uh, Cass is a phenomenal school. Ms. Phillips is doing a great job. Uh, Renaissance, Verinda Strader is a phenomenal school. But there is another school on East Lafayette uh, that is pouring and preparing students uh, just as well and in some ways better uh, in, in certain facets. Uh, so for alumni to be able to say and step out of the, the box and be able to say, I'm going to come visit King with my student. I want them to be able to see that there are other choices that are available uh, to uh, our students outside of West Outer Drive and uh, Grand River. Yeah. That right here at 3200, excellence is happening every single day. Right here at 3200 Lafayette, kids are being shaped and molded. Uh, right here at 3200, lives are being changed uh, through education and through the great legacy that King High School has. So this is just, like I said, you know, uh, uh, just an amazing opportunity. Thank you so much. Uh, and just to have Dr. Gray here, uh, having you there, having you here, and having her advice uh, just means the world to me. That's what's up. Let me say that what's important is that Principal Perry feels comfortable enough to talk to me. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Principal Sanders feels comfortable enough to talk to me. You've got to build those kind of relationships with people, and that's important. And things are very different. It's been 20 years since I was in the halls of King High School. The children may have changed, the circumstances that they run into every day are different, but people are still the same. Mm -hmm. 
parents send our children to us, to them, to get the very best. They send us our very best. It's not like they keeping the good ones at home. <laughs> they sending you their very best. That's right. And they want you to do something with them. Yeah. And so yeah. it's important that we remember those things that you have people you can call and talk to. And then sometimes there are things that are going on that you want to talk about it, scream about it, cry about it, and then you don't want to hear it again. Mm -hmm. So you need somebody you can talk to about it. And then you have those times when you have, your students have done amazing things, mm -hmm. and you want to tell somebody about mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. And so it's a good thing to have somebody to know that I worked hard to get them there. I may not have been the classroom teacher, but I had something right. to do with that child getting this award or being honored in this way. So thank you for being able to talk. And all of us need people in our lives that we can talk to and confide in and know that they're going to tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is a difference. Oh, a big difference. It is a huge difference. <laughs> I think Wendy is representing that today, though, too. She's letting us know who she talked to with that shirt today. Jesus and therapy. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pamon? What's next for Voyager Academy? So Voyager Academy um, is a charter school that has been around for over 22 years. Um, and we're not going anywhere. We are committed to preparing students to be successful post-secondary. Yeah. And so just like Wendy stated, we follow our students and make sure that they are on track and um, we invite them back yeah. and we just want them to be good citizens um, contributing to the society that we live in. Um, I wanted to touch bases on the connection with Dr. Gray as well. Um, I also have a story about being caught in a hospital <laughs> up under Dr. Gray. And, um, you know, Dr. Gray and I actually, she's known me my entire life. We actually attend the same church, but that didn't matter um, when I was here at King. She didn't treat me any way different. Um, I was the last graduating class up under her. And so during this particular hall sweep, you know, of course I had told my friends, hey, I know Dr. Gray, you know, we go to the same church, you know. And so we get called into whatever the room is where everyone is, and she walks up to me very plain. Young lady, what's your name? With this pad of paper. And so I'm looking at her like, and she, I'm like, Pamara, English? And so she takes my name down, and once we leave out, they were like, why you lie? You know, my friends, why you lie? You do not know her. I'm yeah. like, I do know her. She's <laughs> just doing that. But that is one thing that speaks to um, her character. And, you know, consistency is, is huge. And so when I was offered the opportunity to serve as principal, of course, I went to Dr. Gray and asked her, you know, what she thought and got her opinion. And um, I remember her stating that as a school leader, you have to be firm, consistent and fair. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to bend the rules because you know someone. And so I do have um, teachers in my building that I know personally, but I address them as Mr. and Mrs. And, you know, I don't um, deter if they needs to be given a consequence or you know something based on protocol then yeah. i do that just as i would with someone that i just hired um from indeed okay. you know so um what is next for me personally i don't know um i do believe that the best is yet to come yeah. i do have um plans and goals and dreams and vision i don't ever want to leave education um so i will always contribute in some facet okay. but i will not always serve as principal okay Amen. but you will contribute passionately huh? no matter yes. what i'm doing i will All be right. passionately living right. absolutely i love it <laughs> mrs lewis um well what's next for jerry i do think that so though jerry has been existent since 2011 i think that jerry is just now making a name for itself mm -hmm. you know um we're a small charter high school. We're not connected to any other um, larger network in the city. Um, and so I, I see GRLA, you know, continuing to grow. Um, definitely looking to build out its own network. Uh, definitely looking to continue to help our scholars to be successful post-secondarily. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, the investment in the community in which GRLA is placed will continue to happen. And like Pamara said, um, I don't envision myself being principal forever, <laughs> you okay. know, uh, but I don't know what's next. I know that it will still be an investment in the city and an investment in education, but I don't know exactly what that looks like. 
Fortunately, I don't have a, a story to tell about being caught in the hospital because I was a, a perfect scholar while I was here. <laughs> so I don't have that story. But what I will say, though, is it's so good to see you, Dr. Green. You know, I haven't seen you really since graduation, but hearing your voice brought back such a sense of nostalgia for me. You know what I mean? I do remember you talking to us, and I do um, just remember your impact on us um, while we were here, you know, yeah. and it's, it's so good to see you still investing in, you know, Pamara and, and Damien and, and just in us, just even yeah. being here in this moment. So I'm thankful to be here with you yeah. um, and thankful to share in this experience. And um, I do think, like Pamara said, that uh, the best is yet to come. You come know, on, yeah. I love it, man. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a little bit about opportunities. When I was at King, um, I was happy doing what I would do. And I left in 2000, but I didn't intend to leave. I didn't know anything about leaving because my youngest daughter graduated in 2001. And her statement was, what do you mean you're leaving? <laughs> <laughs> but what will happen to you is opportunities and options will present themselves. Mm -hmm. I applied for two jobs in Detroit Public Schools, one to be a teacher and one to be an administrative unit head or department head. And every other job I received, they came and got me. Mm -hmm. That's what will happen to you. Mm -hmm. I was five over at Earhart Middle School. I was the unit head. The area superintendent walked in and said, next week you're going to go to King as the assistant principal. I'm like, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And then one day in summer school, I was just coming down the hall and the head custodian told me, congratulations. I said, what's going on? He said, you're the principal. I said, principal of where? Where's Dr. Robinson? He said, oh, she's the superintendent. You're not a principal. That's how that happened. Mm -hmm. I was minding my own business. Mm -hmm. I came to work one day and the secretary said, why didn't you tell me you were leaving? I said, where am I going? <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm downtown in central office. Mm. Those things will happen to you, and you've always got to be ready. Mm -hmm. But you've got to think about it because you are happy where you are. Mm -hmm. You are comfortable where you are. I heard the three of you talk, so you know you do what you do, and you do it well. So why would I change? Mm -hmm. Well, God's got something bigger and better, mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. Different for you right now. And so you have to use those skills. Because what you do is you make positive change in more people mm -hmm. in a different manner. Mm -hmm. When you were in the classroom, you made positive change with the 30 students you had each hour or the 200 students you may have addressed all day. When you become principal, with however many students are in your building, that's who you affect along with their parents. Mm -hmm. When I went down to the central office and I had every high school in the city. So you will make differences. Mm -hmm. You've just got to be ready and get your mindset. And don't be comfortable saying, yeah, but I'm good right where I am, <laughs> or that's not what I thought I wanted to do. When options and opportunities present yourself, pray about them, mm -hmm. think on them, and then go for it. Mm -hmm. King Crusader, you can do it. Boy, we needed that. I was a little asked for your last words. That's my last word. They, they can do this. Opportunities. Be ready for them. Mm -hmm. All the time. Well, let me tell you this. I'm so thankful for this moment. One of my taglines is document your affairs. Document your affairs. Be proud of your work. Uh, know what you're doing. Uh, but I don't think... You know, I could have said it any better than that. That's Man, it, be ready for your opportunities. Um... Uh, to, to be quite honest with you, I thought my proudest moment was going to be walking across the stage at Callahan Hall from King mm -hmm. High School. But boy, this is up there. Okay. This is up there, man. I, I, again, I'm thankful to know you all respectfully. I'm thankful for your guidance. And I'm really proud of the fact that you still are just dropping jewels. Right. Dropping jewels. It's up for us to pick them up now, right? Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm thankful. Uh, to know all of you, and I think I speak on behalf of Q Lewis, the super producer back there. Okay. Um, you've had all of us. Okay. And I'm glad to know that uh, not just us, but you got a, a lot of 
students mm -hmm. absolutely in those 11 years that are really out here just shining and doing things so uh, as they would say, take a bow, madam. All right. <laughs> okay. your, your, your work is good. Yes. All right? Yes. Your work yes. is good. Okay. Uh, again, I thank all of you. I know this wasn't the easiest thing to put together, but I'm glad you guys were all patient. Thank you to Principal Perry for allowing yeah. us to yes. do yes. this yes. here yes. at home at yes. 3200 yeah. East, East Lafayette. Lafayette. I don't think there could have been a better place. Um, and I'm glad, to be honest, that my son mm -hmm. got yes. to see this. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for that. My son messes with me all the time and says, uh, Dad, I didn't even think you had girls you was talking to <laughs> prior to meeting his mama. You hear me? <laughs> that I was just, you know, the guy in school. I said, well, why do you think that? He said, because you're always talking about books. You're always talking about school. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think this is where it's all rooted. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt I would have been remiss if we didn't have this conversation. It meant a lot to me. And I think y'all see the tears coming mm -hmm. down now because it means the world. So thank you. Thank you to Super Producer Q. My son, who wants to get paid for this too as well. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, and I hope y'all come back. Tap into all of these great principles on social media. Tap into where you can be uh, of support to the community of each one of them at Jalen Rose Academy, Voyager Academy, and of course, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Senior High School. <laughs> Another episode of the Oh Yeah Podcast. Make sure y'all check us again. Document your